Like a twitch before dying Like a pornographic scene There's a flower behind the window There's an ugly laughing man Like hummingbird inside like blood on my door That's a generation You always pull out these songs I never heard the versions of. Are you just riffing? Or yeah, did some I'm just riffing. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like the blood on my door. That's that's probably my favorite Bad Religion album too. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Courtney Howard at Variety liked the new Adam Sandler film, and I really want to see it. There's what a is new it? Adam Sandler film? You are so not invited to my bar mitzvah. My bat mitzvah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I had seen that title. It's a Netflix film. Okay. Oh, so it's not the worst thing that's ever been made ever. Is he still working on that? Or did I don't think he make- actually is. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good anybody known in it or is it kind of a I mean Sandler uh, Adele Dazeem is playing his wife again I have no interest in watching it now <laughs> so so the movie's not really about them it's about their 13 year old daughter and her beef with her friend <laughs> and her and her friend her he has a crush and her friend kisses her crush. So she uninvites her friend from her bottom middle. Ah, gotcha. And so I'm, I'm sure Adele Dazeem will be undistracting as she was in Uncut Gems. Sure. Sorry, Uncut Gems. Yes. <laughs> Forever. I don't have a lot to say about that film, really. But I hope it's a good one. And I'm glad Variety liked it. At least Courtney Howard did. <laughs> Courtney Howard, excuse me. Good Lord, sir. That was a dead sneeze. It's been a little while. Yeah. Good, isn't it? The Percy Jackson teaser dropped today. I haven't watched it yet. Oh. oh. I am looking forward to that. Is this like a remake or? Gonna yeah, this? it's going to be a series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I wish I wish they'd do that with Aragon. Yeah. Such yeah. a good concept. Yeah, it was, that I think they talked about it i feel like those kinds of things get talked about often yeah 
But uh, isn't like Rick Riordan like a producer on this on this uh, Percy Jackson stuff? I think probably. Uh, apparently, a League of Their Own two is getting scrapped at Amazon yeah. for season season two. Oh, did you watch that? No, I still have it, and I feel bad about it because I really did want to watch it. Yeah, I heard some people. It's that all your it. fault. Yeah, probably give them enough streams. Yeah, that's why I feel partly responsible. And yeah. the the picture they have, where's my phone? Here I got a, the picture they have of Darcy Carden on the uh, article just is too much, and I can't have a bigger crush on this woman. I don't <laughs> think it's possible. Oh my! Oh my! Indeed! Oh my! <laughs> oh. oh, hello! <laughs> I'm so yeah. into that one. First time I saw her on um, the good place, I was like, "Hello!" Yes, and she was amazing on Barry. Did he get back into that? Yeah, he it. I'm not going to force you to though, because that's rude. But that's fair. I highly recommend it. I still need to also finish the bear. Mm. I also recommend that the bear came up at work with uh, coworkers. I was surprised. Uh, I, I don't know why I was surprised. You know, sometimes when your colleagues are older than you, not much older though, mm-hmm. and you work in a certain setting, and then somebody mentions a show. I don't have. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't fully judge. But based on what I've heard about it, it's kind of you know intense and. It's the kind of intense where the things that are really like nerve shattering about it are like they're so specific that they feel like it's made for like everyone Mm -hmm. where or it's like this workplace hostility just exists everywhere and it's just heightened because of where they are. Gotcha. So it's like everybody knows people like the people in the bear. So you can relate to it. Yeah. But it, it's tense and, and gripping because of the universality of the specificity. Yeah. Well, two of the four people that I work with, uh, have watched it and loved it. So (laughs) it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And that, that second season, I just couldn't look away from. That fucking Christmas episode, man. That fucking Christmas episode. <laughs> is this our cold open, by the way? Yeah, it sure. is. Sure. <laughs> watch the we, fucking bear. <laughs> yeah, watch the bear. Uh, not that I need to be scabbing for things right now, but... That's fair. It's just... It's too good. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck, fuck Bob Iger, but... Watch the bear. <laughs> I will. I need to finish Barry as well. Yeah. I started watching The Good Doctor again because I never finished that. And me and my medical procedurals. Don't know it's why got I'm their thing. Yeah. You got your medical procedurals. I got my Disney Channel sitcoms. We're, there you go. We're all good. <laughs> yeah. You don't feel bad for anything. No, I don't feel bad. Not at all. In fact, I was listening to uh, Breakfast All Day and Christy Lemire said the phrase, there's no guilty pleasures, just like what you like. It's like I'm never related to a human being more. <laughs> I say if there's if there's one thing that I've learned from Paul, it's it's guilty pleasures just aren't a thing. 
You like what you like. They don't exist. If you feel guilty for it, then the thing you like is bad. Yes. <laughs> Unless you like Nazis, and then you should feel guilty. That's which, that's which a... proves your point. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. what you feel guilty for is bad. <laughs> and if you don't feel guilty for that, then you're just a bad human being. Right. Then you're just yep. a Nazi. <sighs> right. We. Yeah. Yep. Don't need to go into further. I think that pretty much sums it up because there's some things that I like that. Probably shouldn't like maybe Queens of the Stone Age, like Paul was pointing out for me. <laughs> hey, and listen, and I know <laughs> nobody said you you shouldn't like Queens of the Stone Age. Right? They were they were a very talented band, and it's been very recently that Josh Ame turned out to be a rabid piece of shit. And, He's yeah. always seemed like a rabid piece of shit, though. Like you look at him, and you're just like, I bet you're a douchebag. I don't disagree with that. I've never been a Queens of the Stone Age fan myself, but I. I I I went to St. Louis just to go see them in concert, and I spent the entire time looking at them. It's like, listen, motherfucker, you're not Elvis. You're good. Yeah, just, chill your shit, just, guy. Just knock it the fuck off. <laughs> but but yeah, the horse shit he's pulling on Brody right now is yeah. not okay, and I mm. not I'm not down for this. Yes, I 100 percent agree. Mm-hmm. I I still no one knows is my go-to karaoke song, so. Yes, the way it is. That's that's a good yeah. song. It is. You guys want to talk about a movie? Yeah, let's talk about a movie. You beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul. Yeah, that I'm going to retake that. Trav, you can do with that sound whatever you want. Hello, you beautiful people in podcast land. My name is Paul Orkman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouchens. Welcome back to the Oscar City Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what are we watching this week? Zachary. We are watching Sunset Boulevard, a self-revealing look at the transitional years of Hollywood filmmaking and a disturbing expose of the dark side of fame. This is everybody's first time watching Sunset Boulevard. Yes. No. No for me. Zach, do you remember the first time you watched Sunset Boulevard? Very exciting story. Uh, I watched it in high school. On huh. DVD. How exciting. How exciting. How exciting. <laughs> How about you, Mr. Workman? Uh, I think the first time I watched this was when I was doing the watch of the 100 greatest from the AFI list from 1998. Um, it, I should have seen it before this, and it was one of those films that I, you know, was ever present and I always knew about, but mm-hmm. hadn't got around to. And went, once you hit the top of that list, and that movie pops up well guess we're doing this now and we'll get into where we went after that yep but it's it's not my that was my first certainly not my last i've watched it multiple times since then nice gotcha i'll discuss the last time i watched it when we do our rankings later (laughs) okay all right and with that it's time for an oscar breakdown Yay, a real Oscar breakdown. I'm so excited. <laughs> Last week we got a taste of one. Now we got a real one. 
Uh, but we're going to start here at the best story and screenplay, which works into the best original screenplay because uh, uh, best yeah. screen screenplay at the time is the adapted. So best story and screenplay goes to Sunset Boulevard, giving Charles Brackett, Billy Wilder, and D.M. Marshman Jr. Academy Awards. Uh, it beats out Adam's Rib, giving Ruth Gordon and Garson Kanan nominations. Caged, giving Virginia Kellogg and Bernard C. Schoenfeld Academy Award nominations. The Men, giving Carl Foreman an Academy Award nomination. And No Way Out, giving... Uh, best screenplay winner Joseph L. Mankiewicz, an Academy Award, uh, his second Academy Award nomination in just the writing categories, and Lesser Samuels. So, uh, up to the top we go. Sunset Boulevard, nominated for Best Motion Picture, Charles Brackett for Paramount Pictures, losing to All About Eve, giving Daryl F. Zanuck. The Academy Award for 20th Century Fox Best Director, Billy Wilder, loses to Joseph L. Mankiewicz for All About Eve, picking up his third nomination and second win on the night. Uh, William Holden gets nominated, losing to Jose Ferrer for Cyrano de Bergerac. Uh, Best Actress, Gloria Swanson nominated, losing to Judy Holliday for Born Yesterday in a Fucking murderer's row of nominations for the evening. This category is so goddamn good. Because <laughs> mm. it's Judy, it's Gloria, and Baxter and Betty Davis for All About Eve, and Eleanor Parker for Caged, a women in prison film. Whew. But uh, moving on, Best Supporting Actor, Eric Von Stroheim picks up the nomination, losing to George Sanders for All About Eve, mm-hmm. which of course is nominated for five acting awards tonight hmm. two actress two supporting actress one supporting actor uh moving on moving on gotta get through those okay uh best scoring of a dramatic or comedy picture goes to sunset boulevard franz waxman uh it is nominated for or it wins best art direction set direction black and white it is nominated uh, that gives uh, Hans Dreyer, John Meehan, Samuel M. Comer, and Ray Moyer nominations. Uh, and it is nominated for Best Cinematography, Black and White, giving Milton Krasner an Academy Award nomination. This, unfortunately, comes out the same year as Third Man, yeah. which absolutely should have won this award. <laughs> yes. Uh, Robert Krasker. Great. It's just one of the most beautiful films ever made. Absolutely. Uh, it does not get nominated for costume design. Black costume designer Edith Head does win for All About Eve. Uh, and this is nominated for Best Film Editing. Arthur P. Schmidt and Doan Harrison nominated, losing shockingly to King Solomon's Minds, Ralph E. Winters, and Conrad, a Nervig winning Academy Awards. Hmm. And that is our Oscar breakdown. Oh, really? Beautiful. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this movie. Let's. So, one of my favorite YouTubers has a saying that he loves it when a game is a video-ass video game. This movie is a Hollywood-ass movie. 
this is one mm. Hollywood ass movie. <laughs> like, yeah, Christ. <laughs> uh, ooh, I'm gonna turn into Trav for a bit, though. Okay, okay. Uh, I didn't like Gloria Swanson. Didn't like her performance. I felt the you didn't like her. Though. Yeah, didn't I didn't like, like her performance. I, it, I, the overacting was intentional, and the acting as a whole just. It, when it feels like it's acting, and I know that's the point of her character, like the world's a stage, and she's like that. The, it's all about the films, and just but it's it just it feels like she's acting, and I know she's supposed to, but it's too much for me. It's just too fucking much. But goddamn, does she pull off crazy eyes like no motherfucking other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That said, I like the movie. It's great. I mean, it's it's a fucking classic. Also, it has to be probably one of the most misquoted movies in the history of ever. You know, it's one of those things where I'm sure some parody paraphrased that that line. Yeah. And that's, you know, like the I can see Russia from my house. Sarah Palin never said that. Tina Fey said that on Saturday Night Live. And yeah. suddenly everybody attributed it to Sarah Palin. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's that's fine. I just <laughs> always like to bring that up because yeah, Sarah, yeah. yeah, Sarah Palin. She's stupid for other reasons. Yeah, but but yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm sure at some point some parody was like, "I'm ready for my close-up, Mister Demille," and everyone went, "Oh, that's the line from the movie." Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's another one of those movies that might be a little hard to talk about because it's so uh, revered and so many people. have said things about it i'll just say that i i love a good narrated noir it it just it <laughs> i know you're not big on narration i just don't yeah <laughs> like as long as especially it's, the in the end where it's like oh that's the reveal like no just but he reveals it at the beginning does he well he shows his face I so mean, all right you might well so, well so what he does is he He's talking about the body, like in the third person. Yeah, and then as soon as it like goes into the flashback, he starts narrating it in the first person. No, um, yeah, that's clever as hell. I'll give it that. But uh, I, I just and, and then this is in the just to add, and I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, you're fine. Like, Go ahead. I I thought this the setup for the movie. I, I I was just not fucking following. I still don't know why the fuck he was there with her. Like it just it felt. I don't know if rushed is the word. Just not poorly explained for me. Well, so, we, we can get into that a little yeah. bit more. But, uh, but no, yeah. it's not rushed or poorly explained. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said for me. That's fair. Sure. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie is like like reading the last page of a book before you read it. Like I. Some people uh, do that, I guess. Uh, and maybe if you're not looking too close at his face in the pool, you might not realize. But I, I think it's more of just a like, how do we, how did we get here? Kind of movie. Um, you probably wonder how I got here. <laughs> and I think, um, just in a very simple sense, Billy Wilder is a amazing filmmaker. One of the uh, most revered for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like so effortless. Like 
just knows what he's doing, knows what he wants to do, and there's, there's not a, a wasted moment. Yeah, and there's just shots in this film that absolutely take my breath away. And you know, it's it's called you know one of the best films about film, and I love how kind of self-aware it is at times. Maybe it could be a little harder. I, you know, Cecil B. DeMille plays himself, so he could probably he's probably not so measured and, and considerate maybe as they played him. I don't know. Uh, maybe he is. Who knows? Maybe he is. Was. Was. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I'll have Paul share a little bit more before I have my thought about the setup and everything. Um, I do have quite a bit to say on this movie. Most of it is, God damn, this movie's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to agree with or I disagree with Jonathan's take on Gloria Swanson in this film. I, this is one of my favorite performances of all time. She is, she is eating the scenery in all the right ways and she's having a great time on this. Yeah. I think, um, <laughs> no, go ahead. Interrupt. I see you explode. <laughs> no, I need to, no, I need to stop. I need to stop doing that. I feel so bad every time I do it. Nope. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> I'm pretty much I'm pretty much done. Most of the stuff I want to talk about, I I, I, just, I love this fucking movie so much. I've loved it for the past twenty years, and I'll love it for the next twenty. I the performance again is exactly what it needed to be because not only the fact that she acting, but she's acting as a person who who acted in silent films where yeah. it was all face like that's all it was so yeah. i get it i 100 get it. it it was the choice for the film it needed to be i i just so over the top yeah i, I, I get it I, can rub you the wrong way a little bit if you i absolutely love it because you know you you learn through the film that she started acting when she was 17 and she was one of the biggest actresses in Hollywood and people loved her and she couldn't escape the limelight. And then when that, and when the limelight faded from her and everybody disappeared from her life, except for this one person, she gets caught in this arrested development of if I remain in this spot, they're going to find me again. So she is big and operatic and, has no subtlety as a human being <laughs> because that's what silent film was. And that's what mm -hmm. she was loved for. So she's just remained in the silent film era because eventually they're going to find her again. And it's such an incredible performance. I think there's two points in the movie where she comes out of that a little bit. And it's after she's, you know, um, cut herself and, and she's, legitimately like upset and stressed out. And then the moment where, uh, you know, towards the end of the film where Joe tells her that the letters weren't real and that the film's not going to happen. Like her voice changes when she, she like says, I think her, she just says what, but the way she says it, like her whole kind of facade is like melted away. And I, I feel like that was very intentional. Right. He's, he's pierced right through all of the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And so those two moments really kind of, seal me liking the performance um but i can understand why somebody who could watch it and be like it's just not they're not digging it but as 
Jonathan admits it's all very intentional and serves the purpose of the film. Which, and the thing is, you you know I love over the top acting. Mm-hmm. I there is a reason why why the cousin of Sofia Coppola, Nicolas Cage, is is just a favorite in this group. Mm. Right, but I just again it just it it it, it, it ate at me. <sighs> the story itself, and this is something that you know why we're here. The the, the screenplay that's great. The script the script is fucking amazing. Yeah. The, the 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 story itself hits on just modern issues even now. I mean, as a person who was in a manipulative relationship that I could not get out of for a lot of the same reasons and that this woman is doing, I I <laughs> I think that might have been something that kind of hit me a little bit harder, but mm. it, it it's so that made it a little tough to watch, but it was just interesting how kind of to see it from another angle and you're just like, but at the same time at, I didn't understand the magnetism to her to begin with. Cause that's where it has to start. I mean, what, what drew people to her now I can understand her, her, uh, her, excuse me, her escort who was her first husband, who was her director. I can understand that, but like I said, the beginning of the movie kind of lost me a bit because I was kind of lost on how we got to where we're at. Okay, what so. what questions do you have? Honestly, I don't know. I, I just I kind of lost why he was there to begin with because it was it just it felt it was and again it didn't feel rushed. It just felt like a was, I did I missed it somewhere. It was purely transactional. At he yeah. he comes in. And because he's being chased by creditors, uh, the, the repo men are trying to take his car. So he goes to hide his car. And when he ends up in there, she tells him that she needs a writer to help her write the script. And he decides he's going to take her for a ride. And he's like, well, I, uh, I cost $500 a week. You know, he's not worth two fucking dimes at this point. But he's like, sure. I, I cost $500 a week. She's like, money's no issue. Don't worry about money. Sure. Yeah. And the whole beginning of the movie, he's been worried about money. So the whole setup is yeah. that yeah. he's desperate. He's been begging people for money. And he's, he can't get anybody to take a job. So that that's why the, the beginning of the movie um, was an important setup. Because if you just start with, like, him ending up at the house somehow, then it it wouldn't be so believable, but because he's in these dire straits and, you know, like he talks about, you know, uh, the guy across the street that runs the garage, he just has to look at your shoes and know what kind of state you're in. He's mm-hmm. desperate. So when he sees this woman that he assumes is going to be an easy milk cow for less be- lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, he's just like, all right, I'm going to do this for well, money. But then it becomes, uh, well, it transitions into a whole bunch of things because, yeah, and, and yeah. like I said, that's you know I just kind of needed that that puzzle piece to go in there because I mean, like you said, it starts with him needing her, mm-hmm. moves to him feeling bad for her, and then jumps to like Stockholm syndrome in a weird, almost like I think she. No, go ahead, please. I was going to say, she flips the power pretty quickly, like, yeah. <laughs> the first night by having Max go get 
her yeah, his she, stuff. <laughs> she 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 pays off like his debts for his apartment, sells his car, and or lets the repo men take his car and moves all of his stuff into that room. Yeah. So she's basically like holding him a prisoner, even though she's not. But there's such the psychological prison, and 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 I think it really describes how easy that can happen to somebody when they're so desperate for when the world makes you so dependent on money and it's not until, you know, later on in the movie where he finally kind of breaks that mental prison, but at a cost. Um, so yeah, I feel like the setup worked for me. Yeah. yeah I, I no, and, it, and, and that's fine. Like I said, I was, I was missing a puzzle piece somewhere. I don't know if it was just something I might've turned my head hmm. at a certain point, but right. At the beginning. So yeah, enough. None of none of those details are like dwelled on for too long. They're all pretty much like this has been presented. Now you know. Now we're moving on. Yeah, and I I like that. I like the expediency of that. How how they expect you to just keep up with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, all right. And I think uh, William Holden his kind of laid back performance uh, paired against her over the top. And how like exasperated he gets with her and stuff. I think that plays well mm-hmm. also. Yep. Absolutely agree. Um, Nancy Olsen's cute as a fucking button. <laughs> True. Just yes. good Lord. Just adorable. Yes. Absolute cutie. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I, it's just Gloria Swanson, man. Like I said, that's the only just again, not saying it's bad. It just it was something that just bugged me. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just the enormous crush I have on Gloria Swanson. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, into that, like she she played the role she was supposed to play, and she did that well. Yeah, yeah. So, and I guess you know she's kind of a composite too of several, you know, including herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, silent film stars. Yeah. Um, which is very interesting. It, yeah. it, Billy Wilder definitely picked the right one for the for the role here. I don't know if he wrote this specifically for her. I was looking. He said somebody said that other than Billy Wilder was like sh- she was like the first choice, but Billy Wilder was quoted as saying he really wanted to get Mae West, but she was not interested and was kind of insulted because she actually you know was still like I'm still a sex symbol. I'm not going to play a has been actress, but um, Gloria Swanson was uh, number two at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just find it funny that, you know, between this and all about Eve, two movies about, you know, aging actresses coming out right. the same year. Like, and, yeah. and, and the fact that this, this is a film from 1950, this and all about Eve and talking about the, the competitiveness of Hollywood and how uh, aging actresses are treated so poorly and replaced and discarded and how terribly uh, it treats their mental well-being. And it's still not better. (laughs) 70 years later, still an issue. I mean, we're, we're getting to, we're, we're, we're getting there. I think I don't, I don't know. I'm probably not the right person to talk on that, but you know, fucking JLo's 50. Yeah. And she's doing all right. (laughs) And we're, 
we're getting i feel like we're getting again i won't speak to it too much but we're getting a lot more movies with uh, older actresses i i think maybe a lot of the issue that still exists with hollywood is it's like oh look at these old actresses they're old <laughs> yeah and so, and as much as i yeah. love things like book club and uh 80 for brady they're films that i just dearly hold on to i understand that you know these are some of our greatest actresses and this is what's available to them in their age bracket now mm. and that's also kind of a shame yeah. as as much as i want 10 of those movies a year right i understand that it's also part of the problem but yeah the the themes of this movie should not have continued to be running themes in real life for yeah 70 years now mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. <sighs> insanity well, so. well do you guys have any more notes on sunset boulevard I just, um, uh, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Buster Keaton's in it. Buster oh, Keaton yeah. is in it. Yes. Yeah. He's one of the, one of the bridge players. Mm hmm. Love that. <laughs> Love seeing Buster on screen. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a Hollywood ass movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that scene of Gloria Swanson dressing up like Chaplin and doing the Chaplin routine. Oh, yep. so good. It's so delightful. I want a whole movie of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at some quotes here. Uh, you know, in Hollywood, Paramount arranged a private screening for the various studio heads and especially invited guests. Um, after viewing the film, Barbara Stanwyck knelt to kiss the hem of Gloria Swanson's skirt. Swanson later remembered looking at Mary Pickford, only to be told she can't show herself, Gloria. She's too overcome. We all are. But Louis B. Mayer berated Wilder before the crowd of celebrities saying, you have disgraced the industry that made you and fed you. You should be tarred and feathered and run out of Hollywood. <laughs> never, oh, Louie. Never heard that. Oh, Louie. In 2020, Olson recounted that friends who had attended the screening told her that Wilder had simply told Mayor, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, I've shit. Hold on. No, uh, I... I got to read the rest of this real quick. The go fuck what go fuck yourself was actually in response to. <laughs> Apparently, Mayer, who is Jewish, suggested that Wilder, who was also Jewish, would be better off being sent back to Germany. An extraordinary sentiment so soon after the war and the Holocaust, wow. in which Wilder's family perished. Wow! Jesus! Holy shit! Louis B. Mayer is a fucking madman. Yeah. Damn. Hey, and we wonder why the Writers Guild is striking right now because that is the legacy that Louis B. Mayer has left. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, is, it is nice to watch a movie about a struggling writer at this moment mm -hmm. uh, and, and see how things have never changed. Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, just even like looking at... Uh, the house she lives in and how we've got all these mega mansions and a lot of them sit decaying because they're either poorly built or they were lived in for a short time and then abandoned. I, obviously it's older than the 1950s. It probably goes back as far as 
kings and other rich people who would build these elaborate houses. I mean, we see it in Citizen Kane, too. And I was going to say in Kubla Khan, a stately pleasure dome, did, or at uh, Xanadu to Kubla Khan, a stately pleasure dome decree. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, never learn the lessons. Nope. Yep. All right. Well, gentlemen, mm. we ready for uh, Library of Congress? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> Sunset Boulevard. Is it in? What year did it go in? Uh, this is going to be a yes. I'm going to guess 92. Well, this is one, unfortunately, I already know the answer. Oh. Well, before Zach gives us the answer, we'll yeah. cover some of the films that the answer is yes. Jonathan, you got that. Here's some films that went alongside it or uh, from 1950 that are also in mm. All About Eve, which mm-hmm. made it in the 1990s. So second ballader uh, born yesterday. That's actress winner. Uh, oh, yeah. Cinderella. Uh, Jose Ferrer's uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. And uh, Gerald McBoing Boing, the animated <laughs> short subject, got yes. in in 1995. <laughs> so, Zach, what year did this go in? This was a first class 1989 picture. And that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it does. All right. Well, let's get into our worst judgments. And, Zach, does this movie deserve best original screenplay? Fuck me, I haven't seen the other ones. Yes, it did. Next. <laughs> uh, fuck Zach. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, this. I mean, it, it, it deserves it. I, this fucking screenplay is amazing. Yeah, pops so. and snaps and zooms along. It does. It does all of that. And then some. And then some. Paul. Well, fuck Zach in the goat ass. I've seen Adam's rib, though. I like going ads and what? strife. Going ads and strife. <laughs> uh, and I've seen Caged. Those two movies. But um, this fucking rules. And I think it absolutely deserves it. I haven't seen the see it. Yeah. yeah. So this is definitely one of those films where I'm happy to do this with you guys because it does finally get me to forces me to watch movies that I should have seen a long time ago. I really want yeah, to go see it, this at the bird theater. Me too. Uh, and, go. and, it, and it's, it's always nice when you, you finally fill in the blank that you're missing and you enjoy it. Yeah. Like I'm absolutely it, not that, you know, if, if you were like, oh, Citizen Kane sucks, Sunset Boulevard sucks, whatever. But I'm glad you enjoyed both of those in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Zach, uh, is this the worst best original screenplay? It is not. Uh, I gave it five stars as it deserves. I have it at my number two. I couldn't put it over Kane. I just like Citizen Kane a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very, very close and similar in a lot of ways, really. But I just I think the Citizen Kane script is a little more intricate. There's more moving parts that it ties together well. So that's why it gets the edge. All right. Um, I agree. It's not the worst. I have it at my number three. The okay. Great McGinty is uh, the fucking wall. Mm. <laughs> like, 
I can't get past it. Like, I mean, and again, it comes down to the replayability. What am I going to watch more? And I, I definitely see myself wanting to watch this film a little more, but definitely paying attention a little bit more to the opening. But hmm. uh, the fact that I, I'm okay with doing that and that I want to do that says plenty about it. So, yeah, it's 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 a great movie. Just that one thing that just I could easily get over and probably yeah. find myself enjoying at some point. So, well. Me? Yeah. Oh, not even close. In fact, this is my number one. All right. All right. Fucking this movie so much. I love Citizen Kane so much. And honestly, uh, I I maybe could have just flipped a coin and been like heads is one, tails is the other. And either, either of those could stand so defiantly atop my list. Um, but uh, I love Gloria Swanson so much, and I think I think her performance really just teetered this right on to the top. She makes every word in this script pop so beautifully. William Holden is so excellent against her, the way he reads his lines, and I I, just, I don't think there's a bad moment in this film. And every time I watch it, I'm I'm immediately transported. Now, now I'm going to go rewatch this and Kane, it'll be number one tomorrow, but <laughs> then I'll rewatch this and it'll be number one again. So right now this is my number one. And I think, I think I'm going to just leave it there. Fair All enough. Right. Yes. Well, with that, I think we're going to call it today. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, TikToks, and on the letterbox at all torn underscore Occam. I just watched disc golf videos this week <laughs> again <laughs> good seems pretty par for the course thank you yes. <laughs> zach where can we find you find me on critiker zach master x-a-k-k-m-a-s-t-e-r tiktok house havoc and letterbox searching my name mr workman you can follow me at shark dressman on tiktok that's the thing i do uh and uh me and just god damn i am out of it right now me and just tapia we do shark shit over there um you can follow yeah. me at father of the fear uh you know what i'm i'm done promoting twitter um yeah god it's a mess i'm just over it. uh you know what yeah. I, I restarted my instagram so you can follow me at father of the fear on instagram uh and letterbox where i keep a running tally of all the films i watch and this week it's something thing i i you know what i i got a little further in uh pokemon legends arceus nice yeah because nice. i need to i need to get manaphy and fion for my home decks and i need to get arceus for my home deck so i'm gonna play this game so i can get them into my home decks nice i, I did play a little bit of uh violet it's it's one of those things where by the time i get to it i'm just so tired i understand so, that. like i mean i i, I think i just got to area two <laughs> yeah all right so <laughs> yeah but 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 I'm, but I'm picking it up again i i just i needed to i need to get to a certain point with pokemon games where that spark comes back mm -hmm. where you're just like tired of seeing just the same bullshit low-level pokemon there in the opening and then right right and but you know but lechonk's so cute lechonk is fucking <laughs> adorable the first thing I saw, it was my wife was right there and just like, look, it's named as Lechonk. <laughs> and it and it's shiny is is a pink pig color. Well, that's just adorable. 
And I know this because Owen found it. Because, of course he did. Because he gets all the shinies in these goddamn <laughs> games. <laughs> Shiny hunter. Yeah, he, we call him the Shiny Magnet. Nice. He's very... He's, he wears that name with a lot of pride. Good. Nice. As he should. Indeed. Oh, Trav just sent a message. He must be... Yeah, I just there, saw he posted daylight. a picture with him and the family. That can't be now because it's light outside. Must have been from earlier. Yeah. But he's on the road. Thanks, Trav. I miss you already, buddy. I spent the week. I can't remember. Clean the house. We I I I bought um Steam had a sale on the Quake games. Yeah. I, 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 oh, miss, yeah. I missed out on the Quake games when I was growing up. So I was like, I'm gonna play Quake. They remastered. They did. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, then I was listening to Nine Inch Nails. And I was like, wow, let's get the eyeliner. That's really weird. My uh, Joe's friend Bailey went to go see a movie with us, and I won't say what movie, uh, the other night. And um, she was wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt. Huh. Hmm. I saw Joe today, and so did you. I So did I. <laughs> We were writing a song about walking around in Kroger. Yes, and Caitlin confused Schindler's List and Fiddler on the Roof. Did you see that? I saw. I watched uh, Schindler's List. Yes, I showed today, her that. Years ago. She's like, she's like, I'm never going to live this down, am I? <laughs> no. <laughs> I that was in the Sharks chat, so Jonathan might not know that story unless yeah, Paul. Oh, oh um, so no, you tell it, Zach. It's your story. Yeah, <laughs> a, a friend. Um, and another chat was asking me, uh, like, what is your opinion on musicals? I was like, well, if you listen to the podcast, you'd know. We've got lots of feelings on musicals. <laughs> and I was naming a few I, I like, you know, like um, My Fair Lady and Sound of Music. And Caitlin from the background yells, Schindler's List! <laughs> and I'm like, what? what the- <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, my God, I mean Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Just, but she'll never live it down. Do, do, do we need to make Schindler's List a musical? Is that going too far? I, I, I put in the chat Schindler exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Tw- what's the rule? South Park is it 20 years? Yeah, I guess you can make yeah. a joke. Uh, we, uh, you can have in 20 that. years, we can make Schindler on the roof. We can't make it. Somebody make it. No, we can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're, no, we're too waspy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I can I can't imagine the uh, the really solemn closing number in Schindler exclamation point. He's like, <laughs> with this ring, I could have saved one more life. <laughs> yes. Bring it yeah. down the house. Not a dry eye. <laughs> Zach, what are we watching next week? Hey Zach, what are we watching next week? <laughs> oh. Well, look Schindler. at sorry. Mm. This uh <laughs> It's a it's a film that we'll be revisiting from our best picture days, An American mm. in Paris, which you can I believe it's still available on Max, maybe not. If not, you can rent it on Amazon, Google, Redbox, Vudu, or YouTube. Excellent, excellent. I'm going to watch it on my DVD copy that I obtained from Mr. Workman. Hey, nice. I'm going to see if it's streaming on Max. Google says no, but uh our list said yes. I don't know. My Google's telling me no. <laughs> you know, they're always like taking that off. Thing. It might be on something else. I say deciders lied to me a couple of times. Ooh, uh, no, yeah. just just watch has it only for rent. Well, there you go. Well, and with that, we would like to thank 
our producer, Trav, having a great time, according to this picture we just saw. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to thank him for producing our show, and you can catch him on our sister podcast, Coming Up with Benjamin Banks. Now is a good time to catch up because they are on their summer break. You can follow... No, we'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and J. Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. Now you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at AlexGorsiPod, not Facebook, at the Alex Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. We need some people to follow. Give us five stars if you want. Uh, love it. Enjoy. So, for Jonathan and Zach and the... Oh my gosh. Oh, you know you know what I didn't do? I didn't explain the last time that I watched this movie. Whoa. <laughs> so, now Jonathan good and Zach and uh, the five stars that I gave this movie the last time I watched it and said that uh, Joe Gillis was a fool. A fool, I tell you, because what a sweet setup that man had. And my review this time was Norma Desmond did nothing wrong. <laughs> We'd like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs> <laughs>